All right, welcome to Fed Pilot again. We're going to talk about 2023 TSP changes and some of the things we're, we were expecting, some of the things we weren't expecting, and some of the things that are supposed to happen aren't happening. With what's happening with the TSP, we're not surprised, but let's dive in. Welcome to Fed Pilot, where we help make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. All right, Cassie, welcome. Oh, Hello, boy. Kevin. 2023 TSP changes. There are a few a few changes. Let's let's talk about these. Um, yeah, just a few. <laughs> yeah, there are. I, I mean, not we're we're not just talking about what the TSP has changed since last June. By the way, I got to say this: when I go around and do workshops, whether it's in person or webinar. I always ask, how many people know about the changes about the TSP? Guess how many people don't even know that there were changes? What percentage would you say? Probably 90 to 95% don't even realize how, much, how many You're changes. You're about right. <laughs> yeah. and, and that blows me away. And I think, wow, you I guys mean, have, haven't told you about this. Well, and here's the thing. It's not that they haven't told them. It's that people aren't listening or paying attention. And I'm just going to be completely honest. And I was, I know this because I was at the FAMA convention um, this past October down in Orlando. And then I was able to also be um, at the ATCA or uh, NACA um, convention as well out in DC in November. And so um, just talking to the employees themselves and getting their feedback about, you know, they don't keep up because there's so many emails going out from OPM, from TSP, from all of these different places. Gotcha. They can't gotcha. keep up with everything. And with the amount of changes that TSP has rolled out in the past six months, eight months, I don't blame them. There has been so much going on. And then some of it's just normal, right? Like, oh, now we're increasing the contribution limit for the year. That's that happens every year, right? Now it's twenty-two thousand for regular contributions and seventy-five hundred for catch-up contributions. Twenty-two-five. So I'm sorry. Did I? Yeah, twenty-two thousand five hundred. Right. Oh gosh. Um, but you know, it's just so that now people can contribute thirty thousand total if they're over the age of fifty. If you're under the age of fifty, twenty-two thousand five hundred. So you can still contribute a fair amount, right? Um, so just talking about like that stuff is just normal, but there's right. been so many other changes that have happened with the new rollout for the mutual fund window. Um, you know, some other legislation that has happened to increase RMDs and, and think, you know, big legislation, the secure act 2.0 came out. Um, TSP is still identifying what rules there that apply to them so they can implement that and make it available for employees. They're just behind on, on that sort of things. And then there's also, because of this big rollout that happened back in June with the mutual fund window and having to do a complete revamp on the tech side, there's other issues that are coming about that you know participants are struggling with. I mean, not just the bugs that were figured out in the beginning right. and that took an amazing amount of time to get through 
you know, and it's just understanding how things are working again within the TSP because things have changed for the advisors as well, um, where they have to list an address for seven days if they're trying to roll money. I mean, it's not for advisors, really. It's for their participants because normally, even if they were buying an annuity or something else, an investment directly, they still have to go through those steps too. So it's not just the advisors, it's for the employee. You know what I get? It provides a level of security, right? But then like the spousal um, consent on what that would look like for a rollout or transfer or withdraw um, is completely different. It's all electronic now, Yep. right? So there's been so many changes over the past few months and really for an employee to keep up on just the TSP side could be overwhelming, not to mention all of the other um, changes that have been happening within an agency or within OPM or any of that. And so, um, you know, so let's talk about a little bit about what those changes are. We've got the annual increase. Right. The Secure Act 2.0. And to be, and you mentioned that, let me, let me, let me, and... It's really hard, and I'll just say this right up front, it's really hard to sometimes say these things because when we say them, we say this is how it is, but there's actually a little bit more detail and we could go on and on with detail and detail and detail. For example, you said, if you're over 50, this is what it is. If you're under 50, this is what it is. If we're gonna get into a little bit more detail, it's in the year that you turn 50 or more, you can do the catch-up contributions. If you are going to retire in the year that you turn 49 or below, and, and and that's the kind of thing that I think trip people up because it's because that's the long winded, right? No one, no. I mean, we could say that, but that would bore people to death. Number one, number two, unless you're there, unless you're at are at forty nine or fifty, you're not thinking about that, and so right. you really don't care about that level of detail. So trying to for you and I trying to hit the right level of detail at any one given point in time um, is, is difficult. It's a, it's a balancing act. So, yeah, we're just trying to make sure that people are informed as much as possible with as much or as little detail, like finding that balance, you know, giving them enough to where it's helpful, but not giving it too much to where it's not over the top. Um, what we're trying to do and making sure that people just understand kind of the general overview and then hopefully they go to your Fed pilot workshops and they can get a little bit more detail on that. And then they can meet with the advisor and get a little bit more detail in bite-sized chunks enough to digest, you know, everything that we, that they need to pertaining to them and how it works for a certain situation rather than, just telling them like, this is how it works because that's not always the case for an individual situation either. Right. Yeah. For example, well, diving into the secure act here, one of the provisions of the secure, well, okay. So one of the revisions of the secure act changes how special provision dealt with their TSP. If they retired before 40 or 49 and before in that year. Um, yes. And, and said, okay, if you're 50 and, and over, you have access to your TSP. If you retire 49 and below or that year, <clears throat> then you don't. And Secure Act changed that. But 
And, and, and what they changed it to was no, that, that's, that rules out. Whenever you retire, you can have access to your TSP. But Cassie, what, what did they change? What did they supposedly change? Uh, yeah, so I mean, they changed the, the required minimum distribution, but let's talk about what you're talking about and the special provision side. So the SECURE Act does change where an employee is not required to have the age limit met. So for instance, um, with special provision employees, there's two requirements that have to be met in order to retire from the federal government. Okay, and that's that they have to be either age 50 with 20 years of service or any age with 25 years of service. Right. So essentially, from what I've read and seen, the SECURE Act is pretty much implementing the same requirements for retirement into the requirements for moving money out of the TSP. Right. So it's not, you know, uh, restricted to simply retiring in the year in which you turn 50 and then you can avoid penalties because uh, there's a 10% penalty if you move your money out of an investment typically uh, too early in life, right? It's a simple age right. requirement where if you were to take a withdrawal um, from any regular investment, and this is outside of the TSP, any regular investment, you have to be 59 and a half or you're subject to a, a penalty, typically a 10% penalty. Well, with TSP, there's a couple of other, um, we'll say different age limits for certain employees that they can have penalty-free access to the TSP. And so with special provision, again, it's it's any age, uh, I'm sorry, um, they have to retire the year in which they turn age 50 in order to qualify for that with the TSP. Right. But for retirement, they have to meet the other requirements, right? So if somebody were 45, even if they have 25 years of service, they're not getting penalty-free access to their TSP. Right. Until age 59 and a half. So they have to wait that much longer to be able to access their TSP without penalty, even though they may have more years of service that somebody had if they're retiring at age 50 with 20 years, right? right? And so um, essentially the SECURE Act is trying to, again, mimic the retirement requirements for the federal government into the SECURE Act and, and when they can take that money out of certain investments. So um, which, which overall, if they have 25 years of service or if an employee has 25 years of service and retires, then they would automatically get that penalty-free access. Right. Which again, overall is a good thing because one of the difficulties of this whole of, of retirement period is that requirements for retiring is different than retirements for your TSP, which is different than requirements for another piece of information and so or another benefit. And so to have those linked up sounds great, right? Overall, oh, they're the same rules for each one and it makes sense that way. But in this one, so they're linking it up, but what's the disconnect now, Cassie? The disconnect is that the TSP had, does not recognize that legislation yet. So, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that, is that possible for them just to not recognize it? Well, and it's okay. TSP takes longer to implement certain things, right? So this legislation right. just happened the end of January, or no, I'm sorry, the end of December. 
and they're still weeding through everything because there's a whole lot more to it, right? So like I talked about before, it also changed the requirement, I'm sorry, the um, required minimum distributions right. for an employee, right? And Or I'm sorry, retiree, because if they're employed, they're not required mm-hmm. to take those distributions until they're retired and have met a certain age. So the SECURE Act that passed last year changed the uh, required minimum distribution age from 70 to 72. Well, now the SECURE Act 2.0 changes it to 73. And then by, I think it's um, 2020, 2033, sorry. Uh, So over the next 10 years, it's going to increase little by little to where the um, required minimum distribution age will be 75 by 2033. And so that's all changing and they're having to recognize that and implement that within the system. So they're they're still reviewing the Secure Act 2.0 and all that it has uh, and all the changes because if they're going to implement this new withdrawal, how much does TSP already have to change again Right. After just changing their system six months ago. Right. I was just reading um, because I wanted to make sure I had all this information up that they put out another bulletin on February 3rd uh, regarding the installment payments. There's an issue with that um, because participants are unable to have their installment payments process at a uh, an amount that they want. And so there's a whole oh, number of situations that TSP is dealing with on top of other problems that political situations are increased, are changing. Right. Um, that's a whole other can of worms for TSP because they're having problems with the G fund. So basically they're just trying to get it working right let alone what the government's throwing at them as what they can do. So, um, yeah, when was it? It was, well, it was a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I was in New Hampshire doing a workshop mm-hmm. and the special provision people there were saying, well, no, it does, you know, um, it's not, the Secure Act changed everything. And, and I'm like, yeah, it, it theoretically changed it. Functionally, nothing has changed yet. So right. you have to you have to wait until TSP catches up. You have to wait until TSP implements it. So just because it's a law doesn't mean that the law is being enforced right now. Right. And, and that's really important, I think, for people to understand is that, uh, oh, okay, I can go make these changes. Well, hold on. Hold on. You got to 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 move at the speed of government, which is right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which is not happening very quickly at all. No, no, it's I not. I mean, it took them, golly, what, almost 10 years to roll out the mutual fund window from a legislation that had happened or that gave them permission back in 2004, 2002, or something like that, like ridiculous. It was way back in the early 2000s that they were given the permission to have the mutual fund window. Oh, I didn't realize it was that. So that's 20 years. So it's taking them how many years to actually implement the mutual fund window. And I probably, I might even have that year wrong. I'd have to go back and look at it. But 
when it first came out, I was like, wow, it's finally come out. And everybody was so surprised. And I'm like, guys, they talked about this a while ago. And I went back into the research to, to figure out, but it had taken, so it's been years since they've been given permission to have the mutual fund window. And now the TSP is finally doing it. Uh, wow. So just because something is said that, yes, this is available or this is how things should work doesn't mean that TSP is going to be implementing that particular piece of legislation right away because of everything they have to do on their end to make it work. It is completely different than dealing with other investments and everything else. And so um, that is what's in the TSP, or I'm sorry, that is what is in the Secure Act 2.0 but now they have to implement it, right? So let's let's give the TSP time to to work on that because they're not. Let's give them about- twenty years. Let Let's do that. Oh, let you guys know when that happens. Okay, we'll we'll just, know. Uh, just stay on top with Fed Pilot, and we will let you know what changes are going to be happening and when TSP is is on yes. the ball with this, right? Yeah, and that's why we highly recommend you not only come to a workshop online, in-person, whatever, but you also maybe do so every few years because things change and and you never know when they're going to change. All of a sudden, the TSP will say, here, there you go. And for 90% of the people in our workshops to not know that there are drastic changes to the TSP blows me away. Understandable, but still, you yes. need to know that these kind of things change. And little things, little changes like the RMD make a big difference in your planning and how you're going to be doing things it can obviously it affects people in their older ages but if you know that okay well i'm hitting close to 70 or 72 i need to consider required minimum distributions what does that look like not just for the tsp but maybe some other investments that i have right. or, or what have you and mm-hmm. how does it all coordinate together because TSP is its own separate entity. Even if you're required to have minimum distributions taken from one entity or altogether, you have several different investments, you can't aggregate with the TSP. Like there's a whole, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing learns to do with. And that's why you, it's very important to talk to a financial professional who understands the federal benefits and how that all coordinates together to make sure that you're doing what you need to do and that you're not going to get extra income and increase your taxes because of something you thought was true wasn't. Yep. And I'll add to there, Cassie, that's a really, really good point. Because when someone talks with a profession, uh, a, an advisor, for example, a financial professional that understands federal employees, they understand the difference between what the federal employees get and what the regular Americans get. For example, Roth. Everyone, you know, people say, oh, I love the Roth. Well, the Roth doesn't work the same way for federal employees in the TSP as it does in an IRA for everyone else. And so there are are different rules. And I I mean, we could go on and on and on about these different rules and how um, if you try to do it one way, you actually either can't or you're doing it wrong. You're doing it backwards because the rules for you are different. And so it's so important to make sure that you have someone who is focused on federal employees who understands the difference between what the real world gets and what you get. Cause it's not, all, sometimes it is the same. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it changes when it is and when it isn't. 
and they have to be up to date on that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe that's another topic that we hit in another video is the difference yeah. between regular investments like an IRA or annuity um, or, or, you know, something like that, as opposed to the TSP, because I think that can be very, very instrumental when um, employees are planning uh, to, you know, because the TSP should not be your only investment. I, I, that's personal belief. Um, some believe otherwise, especially the TSP. But I mean, <laughs> let's just talk about simply investing right now and tying up your money. Because right now, if somebody is tied in the G fund within the TSP, your money's at risk. Okay, just in the G fund alone, it not only doesn't keep up with inflation, but right now, they're talking about utilizing people's investments uh, for the debt ceiling if something doesn't change. And so I think saying that they're already doing that, and that is scary. Let's actually hold that off for the next video. Okay. <laughs> we can really dive into that one as well, but you're right on. And, and that's a good cliffhanger. That is a good teaser for the next video that we do together. Um, yeah, it's a thing. So yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Watch the other videos as well. And we'll, we'll let's make that the next topic. Let's do that next. Thanks for Sounds watching, everyone. Take care.